Welcome everyone to the Bearded Guy Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Winters. I do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join us for another episode. So where is this year gone? We're almost to the month of October. And you know what October brings? It brings with it the spookiest time of year. We're talking about Halloween. And it's one of the most colorful holidays of all. I mean, think about the costumes and the, and the grand affair that people put into decorating their yards and decorating their homes. I mean, there's a haunted house on every corner during the month of October. And love it or hate it, Halloween has become part of the fabric of who we are as a people and as a nation. I mean, from the young to the young at heart, there's something for everyone. And during this multi-episode series, we're going to begin taking a look at the foundations, and the traditions surrounding this holiday. I mean, why do we even celebrate this season? I think the answer might surprise you. And as we go along with each new episode, we're going to explore different aspects of this season and of this holiday. We're going to explore the scary and the fun stuff that makes Halloween the spookiest time of year. So for the past couple of weeks now, I've been thinking about this this month of October and Halloween and thinking about how we're going to do that here on the Beardy Guy podcast. And I think we've got a pretty good month planned for you. We're going to be doing spooky and scary stories sent in by you, the listener, and also some that I've culled from the internet. And we're also going to be talking about the other aspects of Halloween. Today, we're going to primarily focus on the history of and the foundations to make Halloween what it is today. You know, growing up, it seemed to, to me that time moved so slow. I mean, waiting on the holidays was torture, especially what I considered the big three. I mean, it was Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. As a child, I had these lofty ideas that, you know, if I had a time machine, I could just skip the rest of the year and go straight to these holidays and all would be right with the world. <laughs> I mean, I still want that time machine. I mean, who doesn't, you know? Think about it. But, you know, not just the holiday times as a kid, but all the time throughout the year should be memorable moments to all of us. But holidays, we make those special memories with family and friends and things that stick with us and resonate with us, even in our older years. So this one I had mixed feelings about as a child. I mean, I love the idea of costumes and free candy. What child doesn't? You know, at the same time, I had hesitations about the thought of ghosts and goblins roaming freely in the streets looking for someone to visit their terror upon. And of course, as a child, I also had the crazy thought that on October 31st, at the stroke of midnight, all the spooky things in the world were on the prowl looking for their next victim. I mean, the things we dream up in our minds, especially as children, is really amazing and it's frightening at the same time. You know, but Halloween itself wasn't always associated with scary things that go bump in the night. It actually has some basis in the Christian religion and some of the Christian religious ceremonies. More specifically, the ceremony and celebration known as All Hallowtide. Now, somewhere around the 8th century, this uh, ceremony was created by the Catholic Church, and it was done so in an effort to move people away from the Celtic celebration of Samhain. And we'll talk more on Samhain in just a moment. And there are three different names used for this three-day event. There's All Halloween... Hallow's Evening, All Hallow's Eve, and All Saints' Day. 
But no matter what you call it, the celebrations are for honoring the dead, but not the spooky variety, as you may be thinking. Beginning October 31st, this begins the three-day observance of what is called All Hallow Tide. Now, the name All Hallow Tide was first used in 1471, and it's a combination of two words, Hallig, which means holy, and Tide, which means season. And October 31st marks the beginning of the event that runs through November 2nd. Now, the three-day ceremony is intended to honor the dead, primarily fallen saints, martyrs, and the faithfully departed. So starting October 31st, the order of events go like this. October 31st is All Hallows' Eve, November 1st is All Saints' Day, and November 2nd is All Hallow Tide, which is a culmination of the three-day event. Now, this was also a time of meditation. No, not that kind. I mean, meditating or reflecting on good thoughts over the fallen and prayers of wanting to be like them someday. And it is considered by some to be the holiest day of the entire year. So not only was this three-day celebration in the Christian religion, not only a time of prayers and meditation and, and praying for the saints and the martyrs that had gone on before, there was also a part of this that happened on All Hallows' Eve, and it was called a time of souling. Now, souling is believed to be the basis for what we now know as trick-or-treating, and it has roots in both the Christian and the pagan Celtic rituals. You know, there's no definitive proof that there is a direct link between the two, but the similarities are almost one and the same. Now, souling for the pagan and the Christian celebration was almost the same, and there, there were some slight variations in that. For the Christian celebration, this was a practice where the poor families in the communities would go door-to-door visiting wealthy families, and they would offer prayers for lost loved ones. Now, this was symbolic in that the prayers for the loved ones was to somehow save them from the suffering of purgatory. And in exchange for a promise to pray for the departed loved ones, they would receive pastries that were called soul cakes. And these special cakes represented the souls that the prayers and the supplications were offered for. Now, as time went on, this was later taken up by the children who went door-to-door asking for food or money. And in exchange for the spoils of the work, they would offer prayers to the represented souls in the form of the cakes. So you see, the similarity between that and trick-or-treating today is almost one and the same. Now, a lot of the traditions from All Hallows' Tide came about because the, the Catholic Church wanted to move people away from the Celtic pagan tradition of Samhain. Now, when you start to look at the celebration of Samhain, you start to see a lot of uh, similarities between that pagan tradition and Halloween as we know it today. Now, when we come back from this short break, we're going to look at some of the traditions and the celebration that was and is Samhain. So stick around. We'll be right back. So you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to begin to make your dream podcast a reality. Well, there is a way to get your idea out to a listening audience. It's fast, simple, and it's one-stop shopping for all of your podcasting needs. It's Anchor.fm. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. And Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. No fancy software needed. Anchor's creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so that your end result is professional sounding and ready to share with the world. Also, at no cost to you, they'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. 
Also, you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. So welcome back. And now let's get into Samhain. Let's talk about this celebration. You know, Samhain was a yearly celebration to mark the end of the summer season and the beginning of winter. And Celtic lore believes that the year was broken into two parts. There was a light half of the year and a dark half of the year, with the dark half of the year beginning on November 1st. Now, the celebration of Samhain itself would last from October 31st through November 1st, and this time of year was also believed to be very special. This was when the doorway or the veil between the world of the living and the world of spirits and fairies was very thin and that it overlapped and it could be easily crossed by any spirit during this time. Now, it was also believed that the ghost of their deceased kin would visit the relatives left behind in their passing. And because this was a celebration for the people, there were lavished feasts and parties with activities and rituals that took place during the time of Samhain. And everyone would make special accommodations for the dear deceased with the one expectation that during this time, there would be a visitation of lost loved ones. And because everyone was so uh, rooted in this belief that there would be a visitation by departed loved ones, at the feast table itself, there was a special place setting for those that would be visiting from the other world. It was a place of honor, if you will, welcoming them back from the land of the dead to the celebration at hand. I mean, there were many activities and events that would, that would go on during this time of year. And one of the things that was a tradition in this Celtic pagan celebration was something called mumming, or guising it's also called, where people would actually dress up in costumes when they went souling door to door. And according to history, you know, this practice is believed to have served a couple of purposes. Marking the end of summer and the beginning of winter, it was believed that because of the overlap during this change in seasons, that the doorway between the land of the living and the dead was so easily crossed through. I mean, for the most part, that was not a problem. But now think about it. Any spirit could readily cross, and it was also believed that there were darker, more malevolent entities that roamed the earth freely during this time as well. Now, because of this, people would often dress up as spirits. They wore long white robes, they painted their faces black, and they went roaming about. Now, donning this disguise, it would allow them to scare away the evil ones that meant to do harm during the celebrations. Now, of course, there were those that used this disguise to blend in with the otherworldly visitors and hide themselves from any spirit or ghost that happened to make its way through the veil at this time of the year. So to me, it seems like it's kind of the luck of the draw, you know, as to who or what would pay you a visit during this time. Spirits were either benevolent and peaceful in the afterlife, or if done wrong or mistreated during their time on earth, they were said to have come back to haunt those that had wronged them while they were living. Now, of course, there's no uh, direct link or supporting documentation that says that because of the practice of mummy, it's the foundation for our modern day costumes. But there are similarities, and I think there is some carryover from that pagan celebration to, you know, Halloween as we know it today. So for all intents and purposes, Samhain was and is a celebration much like our Halloween. So if you think about Samhain, I mean, it was much like the celebration of our Halloween. I mean, there were bonfires 
and feasting on apples and nuts and harvest fruits. And this was a part of the pagan worship. I mean, they celebrated in honor of their minor gods and goddesses, thanking them for the year uh, behind them and the luck and fortune that it brought to them throughout the light half of the year. They were dancing around huge bonfires with the intentions of paying tribute to the light that brought them the abundant harvest. And this abundant harvest would help them through the winter ahead. Now, at the same time during the celebrations, the people were saluting and honoring Sam Hain. He was their Lord of Death, who was thought to gather together all of the souls of the year's dead, which had been consigned to the bodies of animals in punishment for their sins, kind of like purgatory. And he was thought to have carried them into the next incarnation of their being in the afterlife or the next world. So as we've come into the modern age, if you will, and, and we've moved away from a lot of the pagan rituals of the time, you know, we've kind of whittled this down to the version of what we know of and love as Halloween. But there are still many people who shy away from celebrating this holiday because of its, of its sordid history, if you will. But in all honesty, I can't see why. Because in reality, it's the intent of the celebration and not the event that matters. I mean, I can see why some people would shy away from this holiday. And it's like anything else. There are going to be people that take it to the darker side of things. Some people that would, that would use this for evil intents and purposes. But you know what? It's sad that the, the handful ruin it for the many. I mean, Halloween is so fun. Watch a child as they're getting ready to, to try on that costume or they're, they're getting ready to, oh, I've got I've to make my costume just right because when I ring that doorbell and I scream trick-or-treat, guess what? I'm going to get the most candy on the block. <laughs> it's a fun time of year. It's a happy time of year. Kids love it. Adults love it. I mean, look at some of the adults. They play dress-up just as much as the children do. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I think even if you profess to hate the season somewhere deep down inside of you there's that child in all of us that, that would love to dress up and go door to door trick-or-treating for candy once again and actually get away with it unlike those lazy 16 year olds <laughs> so i hope you've enjoyed this brief history into the foundation of the the season and the holiday we know as halloween and as we progress through the episodes in the month of october we'll be talking about the fun and the scary stuff and the movies and all of that goes into this time of year i'm really looking forward to getting into this all through the month of october and also we're gonna take your scary stories your spooky encounters and we'll be narrating those as a standalone story on the bearded guy podcast and i hope you enjoy that i hope they give you that chill hope they give you that scare and that fright you're looking for to get you in the mood for Halloween. So if you have a spooky or scary story, I would love to hear from you. Please send it to me at beardedguypodcast at gmail.com. That's beardedguypodcast at gmail.com. And if you give me permission, I'll narrate your story and put it out there for the world to hear. So I do thank you for taking the time out of your day today to come by and hang out with us to learn a little bit about the history of Halloween. And I hope you join us for the rest of the episodes in this series all through the month of October. I do thank you and I do appreciate you, the listening audience. And I hope you have a great day and a wonderful week. And until next time.